They didn't like him because of what he preached. And the only message that he really preached was the message of Jesus. The message that God had robed himself in flesh, come down and walked among us, and then died on a cross and then rose from the dead. And you see, they didn't like this message. They didn't want anything to do with this message. But I'm here to tell you today that God is alive forevermore. That Jesus came and God came down and robed himself in flesh with the name Jesus. And God put himself on a cross. And God sacrificed his life so that we could be saved. And this was the message that Paul was guilty of preaching and that these men thought he deserved death for. He deserved death because he told people that there was hope. He told people that there was a way of escape. He told people that God loved them. He told people that Jesus was alive. And this angered the people. And so they brought them, he brought, they brought him before King Agrippa. And King Agrippa was curious about why these men wanted to kill him. And why did these men want Paul dead? And so Paul began to tell his story about how that he was a no good for nothing. How that he used to give Christians a hard time. And he used to put Christians to death. And he used to make them and force them to deny Christ. That he used to be the very one that wanted to put them to death because they preached Christ. But you see, he told of a story about how that he was knocked off of an animal and put onto the floor by a great light. And this great light shined in his life. And a voice from heaven came out and rung out across the air where he was at and said, Paul! Or Saul at that time. Why do you persecute me? Why are you after me? Why are you after my people? And you see, Paul, confused in all of his confusion that he was knocked on the ground, cast out blind. This man looks up and says, who who is asking me this question? And the voice rang out, this is Jesus whom you persecuted. This is Jesus, the same one that you're trying to get people to deny. And Paul told of a story about how that this light had changed his life. And this light had turned him around. And it had got him to see the error of his way. And really brought a revelation to who Jesus was or could be in his life. And as he began to tell King Agrippa this story, about how his life was changed, as many of us have had our lives changed, as many of us have found ourselves in a predicament where we once didn't have God, but now we walk in newness of life. If we were to give our testimony, I'm sure that there would be many that would listen. And King Agrippa was listening to Paul. And as he was listening, he... he made a statement that to this day was recorded in the Bible. And that statement was, wow, Paul, that's a really good story. That's a great story. And you know what, Paul? You almost persuade me to be a Christian. You see, the definition of almost 
is not quite. You see, so what he was really saying was, Paul, you not quite convinced me. You tell a story and you tell a good story, but I'm not convinced. You see, I don't necessarily not believe you, but I don't believe you. But tonight, I want to take my title from that passage. Thou almost persuadest me to be a Christian. A Christian. A Christian. You can be a Christian too, but you might have a, a Christian walk with Jesus. But Paul, you see, the King Agrippa had one thing that he, was, he, he, he had fault with. And that was that he heard the story of Jesus, but he rejected Jesus. He rejected a walk with Christ. He rejected the testimony that Paul was trying to share. And so tonight, my title is, There is no time left for almost. There is no time left for almost. I believe that more than ever before, we are living in the last days. I believe that we are living in a time when Jesus Christ himself is just about to return to take his people out of here. Now, I know that there are people that would say, Brother Landry, we've been saying that for a long time. And I think that a long time means we're that much closer. If we've been saying it for a long time, you shouldn't doubt it. You should even believe it that much more. But there's many that would say, oh, you almost persuade me. But you see, 2 Timothy 3 and 1 says, You know also, know also this, that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers and false accusers, incontinent and fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. From such, the Bible says, turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women, laden with sins, led away with divers lusts, ever learning, the Bible says, but never able to come to the knowledge of truth. And as I begin to read that scripture about the last days and how things would be, never before have I seen such revelation of the scripture we find today that people are truly in love with themselves more than they are ever in love with God we find that there are people who have no more natural affection when you can take a mother who will take her baby and kill that baby or throw that baby into a dumpster or throw it into an alley somewhere to me there's nothing more than an unnatural affection where has natural affection gone? Where has the love of a mother gone? Where has the love of God gone? We have a form of godliness, but we deny the power. Tonight, tonight I believe that we're no, longer, we're no longer in a position to be almost convinced. We're in a position where now we have to take God at his word. And where the Bible says, when you see these things happen, look up because your redemption draws nigh. It's not for me to question God. 
or to worry about the last days. Too many of us worry about the, oh my goodness, this is happening and that's happening. I'm scared. I'm worried. It is not for you to be scared. It is not for you to be worried. But it is for you to look up because your redemption draws near. I still believe that Jesus is coming. And I still believe he's coming soon. And there is no time for almost. There is no more time for almost. It is either that I am in or I am not in at all. Amen. There's no walking the line when it comes to living for God. The Bible says in Revelation, I would that you were hot or cold, but, but, but because you're lukewarm, I'll spew you out of my mouth. There should be no mistaking what Jesus was saying. I know you inside and out, and I find that you're willing to settle for almost. I wonder tonight how many of us have settled for almost when God wants to give us all. When God wants to take us into a place where we're not just almost saved, but we're all saved. I want to walk with Jesus day by day and be all saved, not almost saved. Amen. He says, you're not cold and you're not hot. And I would, it would be better if you were one or the other. But really, you're just in a state of stagnant. You're comfortable with almost. You're comfortable with being almost persuaded to be a Christian. But for some reason, something holds you back. Something's holding you back. Maybe it's somebody who's holding you back. Believe me. I have a family member who wants to live for God so bad. But the person that she's with refuses to have anything to do with God. And because that person refuses to have anything to do with God, and because she's with that person, it is a constant reminder that she is being held back. Be careful who you let in your life. Some people will try to keep you, and they will try to keep you at almost. They will try to keep you in a place of stagnant. They will try to keep you in a place of not going forward. You see, I wonder tonight, if you had the opportunity to be asked, would you be comfortable with almost getting a breakthrough? Would you be comfortable with almost getting a healing? Would you be comfortable with almost getting a financial blessing? God doesn't want us to settle for almost. He's looking for someone who is all in and who is completely and utterly sold out. Completely. I want to be sold out for Jesus. I can't be almost, but I've got to be all. I've got to be all. Amen. Someone who will say like Paul said. See, I wonder when Paul coined this phrase, if he thought of a King Agrippa. Because he said, I am persuaded. You see, his words were, I don't have time for almost. I don't have time to be almost persuaded. Paul said, I am persuaded. I am persuaded. I am convinced. I am dedicated. I am consecrated. I am walking with the Lord and nobody else because I find favor with the Lord. 
Amen. It was in Romans that he coined the phrase, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? In other words, what excuse are you willing to take to judgment as a reason for almost being persuaded to be a Christian? What shall separate you from the love of Christ? What excuse are you willing to take to judgment to stand before God and say, Well, God, I was almost persuaded to be a Christian. But you see, tribulation came. Distress came. Persecution came. Famine came. Nakedness, pearl, sword came to my life and it just, I couldn't do it. I cannot settle for almost making it. I cannot settle for almost making it to heaven. I have got to make it. God already told us tough times would come. God already warned us about the times that would come. The times that, they, that your, your faith would be tried. And if my faith is tried, so be it. I will always walk with the Lord. And I will stand firm on the word of God. And I will trust in the Lord always. I'm not going to settle for almost with something he already told me was coming. The Bible says, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. In other words, take my life, but give me Jesus. I'm not settling for almost persuaded. There is no time for almost. The Bible says, nay, in all these things, we are almost conquerors through him that loved us. No. Not that we're almost conquerors. The Bible says, nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. You need to say to yourself tonight, say it right now, I'm more than a conqueror. Look at somebody who's beside you and tell them, you're more than a conqueror. You don't need to be defeated by almost. You're already a conqueror. God's already made you an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. Paul encouraged us again to change our mindset and to say with all our heart, mind, and soul, I am persuaded. I am not almost persuaded. I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present. Nor things present. That's in other words, right now. Nor things that are happening right now. Nor things to come. Nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate me. Separate us from the love of Christ. I believe today that there's not time for almost. There's no time for almost. We've got to be persuaded. Amen. Let me break it down for you. Let me break it down for you. I'm persuaded that neither life nor death, nor principalities, nor powers, no king, no government, no president, no governor, 
no pandemic and no corona alcohol or virus is going to separate me from the love of Jesus I'm going to march on every step that I take will be toward the all saved and not the almost saved I believe tonight we can't settle for almost amen I don't know about you but I know inside of myself, I want to be sold out for Jesus. Amen. In these last days, I want to remind myself that almost is not good enough. I've got to be saved. I've got to hold on to the promises of God. I've got to lean on to Jesus. I've got to hold on to Jesus. Amen. I've got to get my breakthrough. I can't settle for almost because it isn't good enough. Instead, I'm going to pick up the spirit of Jacob who said, Amen, I refuse to settle for almost getting a blessing. You see, Jacob, the Bible says, wrestled all night. And then he went through the struggle and the pain of getting a breakthrough, of getting his healing, of getting his deliverance, of getting his word. He didn't settle for almost. How many of us have been there? Where we've been up all night praying. We've been up all night talking to to the Lord. And we're saying, God, I'm not going to leave until you bless me. God, I'm not going to walk away until almost is all complete. Until almost is no longer in my vocabulary. I don't want an almost blessing, God. God, I want a blessing. God, I don't want an almost breakthrough. God, I want a breakthrough. God, I don't want an almost word. God, you give me a word. God wants to give you a word tonight. God wants to tell you he loves you. God wants to let you know that almost is too good for you. Almost isn't good enough. And you're better than almost. Because you're blessed. Amen. I feel like someone tonight knows what I'm talking about. Because you have financial needs. That an almost blessing just won't cover. Amen. Someone who has children who are out of the house of God. That an almost blessing and an almost pray through just won't cover. Somebody who has a marriage that's falling apart. God wants you to know that an almost won't work. Somebody who needs a healing in their body. But an almost healing won't work. Somebody who isn't willing to settle for almost tonight. Because almost isn't good enough. Amen. But if you would allow God to move for you, if you can trust in your heart and trust in your life, and if you can imagine, amen, what would happen if you would begin to lean on the Lord and begin to trust Him with all your heart. Well, almost almost having a blessing isn't quite having a blessing. Almost saved is not saved. Almost having a healing isn't having a healing. Almost a new job is not a new job. Almost praying through isn't praying through. See, God wants you to know tonight, you've been made the head and not the tail. Almost is not for you. God wants to give you all. God wants to bless you. God wants to put something inside of your life that will will stand the test of time. Amen. Your life is important. And if you can turn to Jesus, he wants to bring you from almost to the all the way. Amen. 
Don't let the devil tell you that it's too hard. Don't let the devil tell you it's not for you. Don't let the devil try to convince you that you don't deserve a blessing. Don't let the devil try to tell you that you don't deserve a breakthrough. God wants to give you a blessing. God wants to give you a breakthrough. God wants you to know that you're the head and not the tail. You are not for the almost. You are for the blessing. God wants to give the blessing to you. Amen. It would have been easy for Jacob to walk away from wrestling all night. Walk away from the pain and settle for almost getting a blessing. It would have been easy for him to say, this ain't worth it. My hip's all out of whack. I had to go through pain and struggle. I had to put some grit into what I was doing. Put some muscle into what I was doing. And boy, this just don't seem like it's for me. And he could have walked around and said, boy, I almost had a blessing. I almost talked to the Lord. God almost gave me a new name. God almost did something for me. But you see, he didn't let go. He held on. He held on. He kept going. When things got tough, he just kept going. When things got rough, he just kept going. When things seemed like they were just too painful, he just kept going. He kept wrestling, toiling all night. And he said, I won't let go till you bless me because almost is not good enough. There's no time for almost. Amen. There's no time for almost. God wants you to know tonight that he sees your struggle. But he wants you to know he's never left you. He's he's never forsaken you. He never walked out on you. He's never walked away from you. He wants you to know that he's always been by your side. That he's still by your side tonight you think tonight I don't deserve God's love I don't deserve his mercy I don't deserve the Holy Ghost I don't deserve his promise I don't deserve his blessing I did this and I did that look at the and then you put out you put out a big old list of all the things that you ever did wrong and you're like look at this list look at all these things God wants you to know tonight He loved you, and he already knew you were going to do those things. You had a choice to make. He already made his choice. He said, look, you cannot do those things, and I'm going to love you. But you know what? If you go the wrong way, if you go the wrong route, I'm still going to love you, and I'm going to follow you, and I'm going to try to reach for you, and I'm going to keep pulling because I don't want you to be almost saved. I want you to be saved. I desire to have a relationship with you, and I desire to be with you, and I don't want nobody to settle for almost, so I'm going to keep on. I'm going to keep on walking with you and I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. You're not alone. You're not alone. Too many times we think we're alone. Sometimes it feels like we're alone. 
I'm sure when Jacob was wrestling an angel, he no doubt thought, boy, I wish somebody, I wish we had a tag team on here. I wish somebody would tag it. You know, I wish somebody would tag me out so he could take the angel for a little bit. Sometimes we got to go through the struggle on our own. Sometimes we got to show God, I'm willing to stick with it, God, until I get my blessing. Because almost is not good enough for me. I don't have time for almost. I've got to fight. Amen. I've got to fight. But I'm not alone. So don't settle for almost. Amen. Don't settle for almost believing in one God. Ephesians 4 and 5 says the Bible says there's one God and one Father. Or there's one, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all who's above all, through all, and in you all. A lot of people would like to tell you there's more than one God. I'm here to tell you there ain't no more than one God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. The Bible says in James... Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. You want to get the devil a little bit of tremble? You start talking about how there's one God. How there's one God in your life. How there's one God who's been beside you no matter what. There's one God who's walked with you through it all. And there's one God that you'll lean upon. Because the devil knows who God is. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Don't settle for almost believing. Don't settle for almost believing that we need to live a repented life. Don't settle for almost believing that baptism is essential. Just as it was when Peter laid out the plan of salvation in Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. See some of you would say. Brother Landry it doesn't matter. How you get baptized. You can be baptized. In the titles Father, Son and Holy Ghost. Because it's almost the same thing. You see how they settle with the almost. It's almost the same thing. Let me tell you what scripture says. Scripture says in Acts 4.12, Neither is there salvation in any other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. It is the name of Jesus that saves. It is the name of Jesus that we hold on to because we know it was God who came down, robed himself in flesh, and walked among us. And when he walked among us, they rejected him. And so he put himself on a cross, and he died, and he rose again on the third day. And because he lives, I can live. Because he lives, I can be saved. Because he lives, I don't have to settle with almost. Amen. Too many times. We live to regret those moments of almost accomplishments. Accomplishments that we look back and we say, wow, I almost won that race. I almost got that promotion. Boy, I almost won that basketball game. I almost, I almost, but almost 
isn't good enough. And there's no time left, guys, for almost. You've got to be persuaded. You've got to get it inside of you that no matter what comes, no matter what happens, I will live for the Lord. Tonight, in closing, I want to tell you that God is sending you a message. And I know it probably seems like, man, Brother Landry, you're so mean. Chill. And it's Wednesday night. It's Wednesday night. Don't tell us that we need to be not almost. I almost got a Sunday before church. That wasn't good for the diet. But you see, we can't. There's no time left for almost. We're at the end of our race. You're not forgotten. You're not despised. He loves you. He longs and desires a closer relationship with you. Psalms 94 said, Unless the Lord had been my help, my soul had almost dwelt in silence. When I said, My foot slippeth, thy mercy, O Lord, help me up. In the multitude of my thoughts within me, thy comforts delight my soul. My soul had almost dwelt in silence. There is no time for almost. There is no time for giving up. You've been fighting and God wants you to fight on. You're not a nobody and you need to know that it's your time. You need to know that you can make it. You're tired. I get it. But remember, this race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong. But the Bible says it's to those that just endure to the end, that don't settle for almost persuaded to be a Christian, almost persuaded to live for God, almost persuaded, almost persuaded to save my family. I, almost per, I was almost persuaded to, to, to show my family a walk with God. I almost showed my family a prayer life. I almost showed my family how to read the Word of God and, and then search the Scriptures to be saved. I almost saved my family. Can you imagine being in hell with your children around you and they're screaming out, Daddy, why didn't you say, why did you settle for almost? Mama, why did you settle for almost? Why didn't you push on? Why didn't you? Show me what I needed to do to be saved. I, I, every day that I wake up in the morning, one of the things I think about is what can I do today to show my kids that they can walk with the Lord, that they can be saved, that they can walk with God and have a relationship with God. God wants you to know tonight that it's your relationship with Him that's important. It's His relationship 
that he desires. Stand with me tonight. Why don't you raise your hands tonight as we close out this service. But tonight I want you to keep in mind, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to tell you that you can't make it. You can make it. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you that don't settle for almost. God has, God has positioned you for all. God has positioned you to receive. God has positioned you to receive your blessing. God has positioned you to receive the walk that he desires for you, the calling that he desires for you. And tonight's the night. On a Wednesday night that you can rededicate and say, God, I'm not willing to settle for almost. God, but I'm going to lift up my voice and I'm going to praise you, God. I'm going to worship you, God. God, I'm not going to settle for almost, but I'm going to keep on going because the race is not to the swift nor the battle to the strong, but I'm going to endure until the end. Because there's no time left for almost. There's no time left for almost. God, I want to be with you, God. God, I want to walk with you. God, I want to desire a relationship with you, God. God, I don't want to settle for almost. God, I want to walk every day. God, I desire you. I desire a relationship with you. God already knows your mistakes. God already knows your failures. You need to block those out. You need to push those aside. He's saying, rise up. He's saying, come on. He's saying, don't look back. You keep on going. I'm right beside you in the race. I'm running with you. Don't give up. You're just about home. The clock is ticking. And the midnight hours upon us. Don't settle for almost. Don't settle for almost. God. We need you. God, we need you. I belong. I give myself. I give myself to you. My life is not my own. To you I belong. I give myself. I give myself. Yes, God. Give myself away. Yes, God. I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. I give myself away, God. No time. I give myself away so you can use me. Give myself Thank away. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I give myself Thank away you, so you can use.